something doesn't happen in us, but that something does happen in us, that your word takes uh, root in us. And God, help me to say the things you want me to say. And the things I'm not supposed to, then please don't let me say those things. Uh, I just pray uh, this morning for our folks that walked in here who are hanging by a thread. I know there's some that are just, uh, they don't know where to go next. They don't know where to turn next. Uh, they've been hurt. They're hurting or they're just coming off of a hurt. And uh, God, I just pray that you'll, um, you'll just do what only you can do. We love you and we praise your name. Amen. Starting out with the scripture this morning, James 4, 6, uh, we're in this series called Real Problems, and today we're talking about my eye problem, and I'm not talking about this one, I'm talking about the problem of me being me, and when I have an eye problem, it generally is talking about uh, the problem that I have with pride, and this is another one of those topics like worry last week, uh, when we talked about it, it's like one of those things that we tend to just kind of gloss over. When somebody says, I have a pride problem, you're going, well, no, I don't have a pride problem. And, and then when you really start to think about it, we all have some part of, of a pride problem. James 4, 6 puts it this way. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I believe that grace is the power to change. And there's people in this room that want to change something in their life. You don't like the way something is in your life. Hopefully you're still here and don't think you're perfect. You're here today and you say, you know, I'm I'm just fine the way I am. But I believe that uh, grace shows us that the power to change comes through being humble, through humility. James says that the key to power in your life is finding a way to be less about you and more about Jesus. The key barrier in our life to, that, that keeps us from moving forward, I believe, is pride. And a lot of you might look at it and say, well, no, I'm not a really prideful person. Well, what is pride? Pride's the ugly part of your heart that causes you to be more concerned about you and your own reputation and your own life than about Jesus and his kingdom. Let me say that one more time. Pride's the ugly part of your heart that causes you to be more concerned about you and your own welfare, you and your going forward and your reputation than you are about Jesus' kingdom. Having said that, I want you to think this morning, do you have maybe a little bit of a pride problem? Pride is one of the most destructive forces of the mind, of the body, and of the spirit. It's the most destructive force because it's like, it's like water. And water, when it comes at you, it's good. And it is like Bob was talking about, it's living water. It's this water that does good things. But water over time can wear down things. It can make us have rotten spots. It can make, uh, it can make mildew and mold and, and different things come into our life. So pride is, is this, this, this king that if we are not careful, can cause us to fall. And pride can become king, and we're not even knowing it, that, that, that there's a different king on the seat of our heart. Because the only king on the seat of your heart is supposed to be Jesus, not you. And that's where it becomes an I problem. 
Because when you have a problem that you can't get out of your own way, <laughs> you've got uh, the problem of pride. There's two types of pride. I think I've got them on the screen. The, there's a good pride, and it's basically uh, self-respect, dignity, and satisfaction with a job well done. A joy with seeing other people succeed and, and, and going, look, they did a good job, and you're able to, to clap and not get jealous when people do that. I, I love that about our church. I love that about our youth group. I love that about the band. I love that about the people who, who work outside. They have a pride, a good pride that says, I want people to know that my church who loves and serves Jesus is something worth admiring, is something worth investing your life in. That's why these people give their time. That's why they do what they do. That's why Abby, week after week, puts herself up on the screen and says, you know, here, here's the things. That's why the band stands up here every week and does it. That's why the guys go out and mow and take good care of our property. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't get done by itself. There is a good pride that is out there. And you need a good pride. You need pride in what you do and pride in, in the way that, that you, when you do a job, you do it as the best unto the Lord. You do it the best into him, not some sloppy, sloppy version of, well, I'll just do it because it needs to be done. And if you're that person and you're, you're serving Jesus or trying to serve others and you're just doing a little bit, just barely getting by, then you may have a pride problem. Pride is also, uh, has a bad side to it. And it's where it's conceit and egotism and selfishness and an attitude of superiority. And you go, well, I don't have that. Well, <laughs> if you think you know better than God, and God says, give your tithe to God, and you don't, <laughs> you've got a pride problem. If you believe that uh, you know more than God, and you can, can, can treat your body and treat your mind and treat your, your family the way that some of you treat them. You believe you know better than God, that you can do it, and you have a pride problem. It doesn't just have to be. Uh, Eric Brown has some funny memes, and I, I, I wrote this, I got this down, and I'm going to credit him, and I know he gets it off, off the web someplace, but i got to find it real quick because I, I, I couldn't quote it. It says this, If you see me talking to myself, don't be alarmed. I'm getting expert advice. <laughs> it's not just that. It's not just thinking that you're the smartest person in the room. It's not just acting like you're the best basketball player. Or you're the best. You know all about football. Or you know all about sports. Or you know what? It's not just that. It's that you know more than Jesus and if you are here today and you think you know more than Jesus, you got a problem. Well, I don't know. No. You, if, you, if you know what he asks you to do and you're not doing it, you have a pride problem. I hope I can, can get that uh, in your heart today. Pride is such an ugly thing. It can be. It can be destructive, and it can can take so much from people's lives. It's easy to see pride in other people. It's easy to see the problem that pride is, but it is so hard to see it in me. It is so hard because we become 
nose blind. Well, you know, you, you know what nose blind is? You, you smell your armpits, you don't smell anything, but it's still stinking. And it's, you just, it's just, you're used to it. You're used to the smell. And that's what some of you have become to sin in your life. You're used to it. Well, I don't do that because, I, you know, I, I know better. I can do more with my money than God can. I can do a better job. Okay, can you? That's a pride problem. Pride enslaves us. It puts us in chains. And someday we wake up and we don't even know it. Pride presents us, keeps us from growing. It, it keeps us from moving and being who God has called us to be. Have some of you in this room been feeling a little stale spirit, spiritually? Have you been feeling a little bit like lethargic because you, you tried to read the Bible and you can't and you just don't feel like nothing is working? Pride could be involved. When you are here and you think you have it all together, when you think, and this, this tends to happen in older generation, the older generation, well, and I'm part of it, the older generation begins to say, I've, I've seen it all, I've done it all, and I know what works and I know what doesn't work. There's nothing new under the sun that I'm going to listen to. That's why I continue to read, I continue to find books to read, I continue to see what's going on in music, what's going on in culture, because if you don't, it will pass you by. And you will, you will wake up and you will be against a whole bunch of stuff and you don't even know why you're against it. It's so easy because you don't grow and you don't change. I didn't say your truth. You keep the truth. You always keep the truth the truth. But there's different ways. And my, my three girls are always on me about being sure that I don't just think and have something going on in my head because that's the way I've always thought. Because it's so easy to get that way. Well, why do you think that? I don't know. That's just the way I've thought. It might have been something my parents taught me. It might have been something, somebody influential in my life. But it could have been wrong. It could have been wrong. So I have to have that ability to change and to pivot and to say, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be different. I'm going to change and the older we get, the harder it is to do that. Proverbs puts it this way, 26, 12. There is more hope for a fool than for a man who is wise in his own eyes. See, we, we, we get to thinking that we know it all. We've seen it all. There's nothing new under the sun. And that's, you become a fool because there is some new things. God is doing some things in people's lives. He's doing some things in this world. Even though they seem different than the way they were, they're still his things. And we have to open our eyes to those things. We have to stick, that, make sure it's in the truth, embedded in the word of God. But we can change and we can move. The other way, the other what he says in Proverbs is anyone willing to be corrected is on the pathway to life. Anyone refusing has lost his chance. None of us like to be corrected. I hate it. I don't like being wrong. But I'll tell you what, when somebody does correct me, I'm the first one to look at it and go, man, that hurts. That hurts bad. And I don't like that you corrected me. But you know what? I'm willing to look at it. And if that's not you, if you're going, you're stupid, just leave me alone. You just hurt my feelings or get away from me or whatever. If that's you, you got an eye problem. You got a pride problem. 
Because if somebody, and many times, many somebodies is coming up to you and saying, there's an issue in your life, and you're going, nah, nah. You might have a pride problem. You can't be like the guy who says, I, if, I, if I knew my faults, I'd be glad to work on them. I don't have any, though. I don't, I don't have any faults. And many of us, we, we don't say those words, but we act like that. Proverbs says it this way, there's more hope for a fool than for a man who is wise in his own eyes. Well, I know. I know what it is. Trust me. I'm good. Pride prevents us from growing. That's why some of you are feeling stale. That's why some of you don't feel that God is close to you and you're not close to him. You feel like he's moved. It's because you're taking the place of God. You're making choices and decisions. And you say, and you're with, with your actions, I know better than you. I can do drugs. I can do this. I can do that. I can do what. I, I, it's okay because I got a handle on it. I can do a little bit more alcohol. I can do a little bit more because I got a handle on it. I know. I, can, I know my limits until you don't. Until you don't. Pride poisons our relationships. It takes the things that, that God intended for you to have be the most precious things, and it takes and it rips them apart. The root of all conflicts and disharmony and pride is fighting. It's a battle. Pride is always involved in, in marriage shakeups. It's always involved in marriages that are about to dissolve. There's pride because somebody can't admit their faults or somebody, they won't come towards the other person. That's why there's so many breakups. Proverbs 13.10 says it this way, pride only breeds quarrels. <laughs> Are you in a quarrel in your, in your marriage? Are you in a quarrel in your friendship? If you've got pride, you're going to be in fighting. You're going to be having, having all kinds of discussions. Matthew 7.5 says, take the log out of your own eye first, and then you're able to see and take the speck out of your brother's eye. Quit looking at your brother. Quit looking at your wife. Quit looking at your spouse and saying, man, that thing that's in you is bad. Instead, turn the magnifying glass around and look at you. Say, what's wrong with me? Because I have an eye problem. You've got to admit that you've got a problem. You've got to admit that pride is, is ruining the things that's most important to you. So pride poisons your relationships. Also, pride produces stress and anxiety. We've been talking about that the last several weeks, about stress and about worry. And, and where does it come from? It comes from pride. It, it, the birthplace of, of all that is pride. We will never know for sure how many kids who have had their lives made miserable by being pushed by parents who want their parent, their kid, to look better than they are. Because no matter what you do, you push and you push and you push. And your kid just isn't measuring up. Some of it's cheerleading, dance school, dance classes, volleyball, basketball camps, better and better and better. And we push and we push and we push 
Because we want them to be a better version of us. That's why. Because I don't want them to be, do what I did. And we push and we push and we push. Pride causes depression. Pride causes us to, to live in an image that we're never going to be able to live up to. It's different than, than anything out there, pride, because it is so devastating. Matthew 5, 5 says it this way, and this is, this is a, a, one, of his, one of his best things. He says, happy are the humble, or another version says, blessed are you if you're humble. Blessed are you if you're teachable. Blessed are you if you don't push your kids to do, to do what they, just find their strength and say, go for it. There's nothing wrong with standing behind them and catching them when they fall, but pushing them does not work doesn't work. Happy are those who have some humility in their life. Remember we said God gives grace to the humble at the very beginning in James. He gives grace to the humble. He gives you what you don't deserve. He gives you grace and he gives you the power to change. You don't have to be like you are. So how do I stay humble? Let's spend the rest of our time, the last 10 minutes. How do I stay humble? Because that's the, that's the key. You say, well, I think I'm a pretty humble person. I don't, I don't push my values on anybody. I, I think you're missing the point if, you're, if that's you this morning. Number one, how do, you, how do you stay humble? You own up to your weaknesses on a daily basis. You own up to your weaknesses on a daily basis. And this is hard for parents. This is hard for, for partners because we have so many weaknesses because we're human. Humans have natural weaknesses that are often not evident to us. The screen says this. Look, I believe it says, a man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. But if he confesses and forsakes them, it's another chance. It starts with confession. <laughs> Honey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To your kids, to your spouse, I'm sorry. I blew up, but let me tell you why I blew up. I'm angry all the time. I'm, I'm irritable because I'm worried. I yelled at you because I'm, it, it, it has to have a mission. It has to have you saying, here I am. And it's not a one-time shot. And most of us don't like to do that because we don't like to be wrong. Another, another thing I think that will help you stay humble is to be real with yourself. Be real with you. If you're not real with you, you're not going to be real with anybody else. Pride is based on a false evaluation of yourself. Humility is based on truth and realism. And when you know the truth, the Bible says what? It sets you free. When you know the truth, you have to know the truth about you. And if you don't have a self-awareness of, of, your, of your abilities and your weaknesses and your strengths, you got a problem. I struggle with this all the time because I'm always doing stuff that I'm not good at. And I don't like to do that often, but I do it because I know some things need to get done. And generally speaking, when I do those things, I don't do very good at them. But when I do the things that I'm good at, and I know God created me to do, they just are like falling off a log. It just happens. 
and the, the gates open wide, and it just like, oh, it just, it's not like that very much in my life. But where those things are, I love them, and I love to see them. And the things where I have to, I'm not good at, and the things I have to work at, and I do them, I have to do a lot of extra work on the side to get even back to where I was when I started. Romans 12.3 says this, I believe, for by grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought. And boy, that's a, that's a gut verse right there. Because most of us say, well, I like to think about other people. But I'll guarantee you, for the most part, you're always thinking about you first. Almost always. I know there's some moms here that are exception to that. You think of your kids first. I know there's some of you here that might have the exception to that. But the most part, we're always thinking about, how does that affect me? That's pride. That's pride. And it's not good pride. you got to be real with yourself. You see, humility is not denying your strength. It's being honest about your weaknesses. It's about being honest where you're weak and, and saying, I'm not very good at that. I'll try it. It's not about doubting yourself and saying you're a, you're a, you know, God didn't create you, right? It's saying God made me to do some things and some things he didn't make me to do very well, but I'll do it because it needs to be done. And that's what stops so many of us from serving Jesus because we go, I'm not good at being with kids. I'm not good at, I'm telling you, there's something you can do for Jesus. You need to get up off those assets that you got and do something with them. And serve Jesus in the area that you need to serve him in. Galatians 6.4 puts it this way. Each man should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. And that is, that is the problem that every one of us had. And it starts when we're little. Because we compare ourselves and we look around and everybody else is better at something. Or, or they just seem like they got it all together. And it doesn't stop as we get older, it doesn't stop when we get kids. It doesn't stop when we grow up. We continue to compare ourselves. And when you compare yourself to anybody, you always lose. Always. You're always going to find somebody doing a better job. You're always going to find somebody that, that is, is doing uh, way better than you. Either way, it hurts you. And you say, well, I do better than them. And you, you get to feeling good. And they, oh, no. Parents do this all the time. Moms do this all the time. Kids do this all the time. They compare and they look around. It happens, it happens with parents. Parents look around and you see some mom and she's posting stuff on the internet and she cooks and she's, she's Betty Crocker and she does all these things and you're barely getting pizza to your kids and you're going, that mom, what a mom, how does she do that and all those things she does? How's that possible? How do, they, how do they do those things with their kids? And, and they're just, their kids are incredible. They're incredible when you see them. <laughs> they may not be incredible at home. They not, may not be incredible in the private. You can't compare anything. If you do, you lose. The Bible says again and again, it's stupid to compare. It's dumb to compare. But we do it and we do it. And we do it. Listen, God created you to be unique. 
Kelsey used to say, you're unique That's she would, she would, That was homeschooling education. You're unique You're unique Because that's the way God created you. Everything that life teaches you is to compare yourself. Everything. You don't got enough. You don't have enough. You're not going to get enough. The only way you're going to get it is if you get this. Practice these words. I'm gonna, some of you are falling asleep, so I'm going to have you practice some words with me. Here's the words. I'm good at some things. Say that with me. I'm good at some things, but I'm not good at everything. I'm good at some things, but I'm not good at everything. God made you good at some things, but you're not good at everything. And when you compare yourself... You're always going to lose. And the way you know you're making progress in your life is to do this, and none of you like to do it. Are you any different today than you were last year? Are you doing anything different? Are you reading the Bible more? Are you giving God more money? Are you doing more things for Jesus and for the kingdom? Or are you doing less? That's growth. Growth moves forward. Growth takes us from where we are and moves us where God wants us to be. And that's why some of us are so uneasy here this morning. We're, we're, we're uneasy in our skin because we're going, we're not where God wanted us to be. We're, we're in a good spot, but we're not in a God spot. Because when you're in God's spot, Things just go. I don't know how to explain it. I just know it is. I just know it is. Everything in life teaches us to compare. Stop comparing. Lastly, I need to serve others unselfishly. I need to serve others unselfishly. Depression is an epidemic in our life today. <laughs> you just have to look around and all of us are, are faced with it because we're, we're, we're looking at our lives and we think that it should be this way and here is, is over here and we see our lives and we, we know that God wants more for us and some guy stands up and says, God wants more for me and you go, yes, I know, but I'm over here and this is way over here. See, depression is a result of this me generation. Do what's best for you. Make you happy. I don't care about anybody else. I've got to think about me. I've got to think about my image. I've got to think about my goals, my dreams, my desires. Where in the Bible does it ever say that? Nowhere. Your life is to be about your father's business. Period. If you are a follower of Jesus, your life is to be, when you go to pick a college, your life is about the Father's business. When you are, are planning your, your next move, your life is about your Father's business. Well, Jeff, I don't know if that's right. Check yourself, because pride is there. I know better. I know better than God. It's a hard, hard thing 
to get back in line with God when we're out of line. And some of us are out of line. I saw this quote this last week. A man all wrapped up in himself is a very small package. And I think a lot of us are so wrapped up in ourselves. We're so tied up in what's going on with me that we forget there's a we. And when the we comes and says we're hurting, well, somebody else will take care of that. Somebody else will do that. Somebody else will give their money. Somebody else will work at the hub. Somebody else will work with kids. Somebody else, really? Well, I'm not good at it. Okay. Find something you're good at and plug in and do it. Stop excuses. See, really, humility comes. Look at Philippians. I, I think I got a couple more verses here. Philippians 2, 3, 5 says this. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Oh, my gosh. Consider others better than me? That's a tough, that's a tough pill. But if I do that, if we do that, Look not only to your own interests, but also the interest of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. Well, I'm not Jesus Christ. I know you're not, but you're one of his followers. You're one of his followers. Jeff, that's, that's hard. It is. It is. Real humility is not thinking poorly of yourself. It's just thinking more about other people. And who among us here acts like that? I'm trying to plan a family vacation at the Sodders as we're going to family vacation this year. It is one of the hardest tasks that I ever do to get my three cats and their families together to say, we, this is where we're going to go, this is what we're going to do, because they all have these different, and we're, we're, we don't, we're not at odds at anything in my family, but we're, we get at odds about this, about, well, we want to do this, we want to do this, we want to walk, and we want to do this, and we want to swim, and we want to, and everybody's got an opinion, and I need four bathrooms, I need three bathrooms, and, I need, and it's all these things about this one week of vacation, this one little thing, and it's hard, it's hard, because we all tend to think about me. We all think about me. I'm cold, I'm hot. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> I'm scared, I'm fearful. I'm this, I'm that. Insecure people, <laughs> insecure people can't serve other people. And if you don't know who you are, if you don't know you're a child of God, if you're not, con not convinced that your daddy owns everything there is and he's going to take care of you no matter what, you're going to be insecure. You're going to be unsure and you're going to want everybody to, to like you. You're going to want everybody to, to fall down and, and you're going to want to fall down at their feet and make them happy. And that just isn't going to happen. That isn't going to happen. If you're going through depression this morning, maybe the best medicine is to give yourself away to other people. You're going through something today. Give yourself away to somebody else. If you're hurting really bad, remember last week, go, go to the Valley of Tears. When you're in the Valley of Tears, you give a cup of water out of the well that you're dug there to somebody else because you understand the stuff they're going through. Last, 
Last piece. Humble yourself voluntarily. James 4.10 says this. We're done. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he, he will lift you up. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Hold that in mind just a minute. If you are here and you've been living your life like you don't think you need God, if you've been barreling ahead with instructions and decisions and all kinds of things in your life and you're not consulting God, I, I tell you, it's so easy to get an answer from God in, in three to seven days. It just really is. And some of us, you aren't going to get an answer from God in three to seven days. Well, I've been praying about it. I've been really working hard and praying and praying and praying and seeking God and seeking God for a whole week now, a whole month now. Understand, there was people in the Bible that went 40 years. <laughs> Moses, round in circles. God, I don't want to be here in this, this God-forsaken desert. Circle, circle, circle. 40 years. And Moses didn't even get to the promised land. Sometimes when you don't get an answer from God, you better not move. You better not move. Well, Jeff, I won't get anything done. Okay. All right. Keep doing it your way. Who's sitting on the throne? I or him? I or him. Pride produces a phony confidence. That keeps you in stress. It keeps you in anxiety. It's tension on the inside. It makes you feel like you're going to blow up. Massive doses of God's love are the only thing that cures what you're going through. You have to understand that he loves you so much. He doesn't want you to go through the things that you're going through right now. I know that you're hurting really bad and you're grasping for straws, some of you, and you'll take any little thing that anybody has. Your, your daddy didn't love you. Your mommy didn't love you. Your coach doesn't love you. Your people don't love you. Your friends didn't love you. Your mom, I don't know. And, and you'll, you'll take anything. And God is saying to you today, in the scope of forever, all that really matters is you and him. In the scope of all eternity, that's all that matters. But while you're here, why not? Why not give yourself fully to him and say, I'm stepping off the throne and I'm allowing him to be on the throne today. Let's pray as the band comes. Jesus, we love you, and we know you love us, but we forget, and we get busy with the stupid questions of life. We get busy with boys liking us. We get busy that our parents don't like us. We get busy being busy, and we live, and we act, like we're the king. And so God, today we ask that you would help us with our problem of being I. Because I have a problem. I have a problem, that problem is me. It is me, Lord, it is not my spouse. It is not my kids, it's not my boss. 
It's not my parents that didn't treat me right. It's not my parents that didn't do what they were supposed to do. It's not a bad upbringing. And all those things are horrible. That's still not it. God, you want to do something today. You want to you give us freedom. You want to give us calm. Most of all, you want to give us confidence. Confidence that says we're child of God and we're going to let you be the boss. God, I think, I just pray that there's some people here today that are tired of being the boss. I pray today that, that maybe some of them will fire themselves and say, I'll walk away. I'll walk away from this, this, this false position that I've been doing. And I commit my heart and my mind and my, my actions to you. God, I'm going to wait on you even when that's really hard. And I know there's some people here that are waiting for some big things. They're waiting to hear from doctors. They're waiting to hear from a spouse. God, none of that matters. And while we wait, we just we need to just press into you. And so God, forgive us. Let us repent today for us trying to take your position. Just do work in these next few minutes, this week, this month, this year, in me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Please.
cross so despised by the world has a wondrous attraction for me for the dear lamb of god left his glory above to bear it to dark calvary so i'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last i lay down i will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a Seek first the kingdom of God, and he will, he will add everything else to you. Seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God, and he'll give you. He'll give it is what you're looking for. There's so many places to look, and God, I think, is just calling all of us today and say, look to me, look to me, look to me, look to me. So glad you were here today. Uh, can we turn the lights on real quick? Thank you so much. I want to see the faces. I'm going to go up and down the aisles because we've got so many people that I want to say something about. Cheryl, just keep praying for Cheryl. Uh, we're so glad you're, uh, Cheryl's here. Uh, I think the Bontas are um, going through a really hard time. Tom had his surgery. It wasn't enough, and so they're going to have to go. He's in the hospital for some more. It's just keep praying for Tom. And, uh, and then Jennifer, what's going on with your uh, mother-in-law? Okay. Ken Olson, who's uh, the fellow that's a quadriplegic that goes to church here once in a while when he's able. Uh, he's in Chicago. He's been there for about a month and uh, going to be there for probably another month. Uh, had multiple surgeries this week, and uh, it's just a lot going on. And so can continue to pray for him and then for Darla, uh, his, uh, his good friend. 
Um, Michelle, uh, somebody in your group lost somebody yesterday in a motorcycle accident. Yes, the name? So keep keep that family in your prayers. Then Floyd's here. I won't. Yeah, Floyd had some trouble with his daughter, and we'll just leave it at that this morning. So continue to pray for Janelle, and uh, we appreciate that. Let's moving around. And Jim and and uh, and Sue, you got a, a daughter who got married this week. So there's some good things. Let's look at. Yay! Congratulations, congratulations, and we're glad for you guys. Happy, happy, happy. Uh, what am I missing? Who miss? Raise your hand if I've missed something. I know I've missed some things, but uh, there's something else. But uh, Oh, Beth, Beth, and uh, uh, she's still going through some uh, procedures with the doctor. And so we'll just leave that uh, going on. So let me pray, and then we'll do the, uh, the, the last uh, news. Jesus, thank you. You are such a good God. And uh, we just... Um, we trust you with our lives. We trust you. We've, it's so easy to trust you with our eternity, but God, we want to trust you with today. We want to trust you with our, with our resources, with our time, with our relationships, with everything that's important. We want to make you first. So God, let us, let us move towards that. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Impact Christian Church. My name is Abby Lucas, and I just have a few announcements about what is going on here at ICC. Tonight, there is youth group starting at 6 o'clock, and tonight it is senior night where we're going to be honoring our three graduates, which are Vincent, Van, and Mila. If you're in the 55 and plus group, please make sure you get signed up for the Metamora trip that is going to be happening on May 17th. This month is going to be after service today. Please make sure you stop by the big umbrella, which is out in the foyer. This umbrella has various items that need to be donated to help go towards Camp Brookville. If you take a tag, please write what item you take in your name. And then once you purchase the item, please put it back in the foyer. If you're wanting to attend church camp this summer, please make sure you go see Whitney Warthen. And also we are needing some volunteers to help with camp. So if you are interested in helping, please also go see Whitney. Please come join us next Sunday as we celebrate Mother's Day here at Impact Christian Church. Well, ICC, that is all the news I have for you. I hope you have a blessed and awesome week, and we'll see you next week. Bye.